What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Things. Yeah, Bandwagon it's, be like, it's getting bigger. I was listening to Bandwagon Nerds this week, and I had a moment during the show. I don't remember what it was that you were talking about, what it was that you were doing. I have no clue. All I know is I had a moment during the show where I was just like, that's Patrick. That's Patrick doing that right there. Like, it was like this little Shit. burst of of pride that was just like, he's like Aww. hosting his own show, and, and it's like his thing, and he's doing it his way. And, and yeah, it was literally a moment and, and a moment where I was like, like I was driving. So obviously I didn't want to wreck. So it was probably yesterday because it was, you know, the show comes out on Monday and it was the last episode. And yeah, I was like beaming with pride over. I don't remember what you were doing now. I've no, I'm sure it was during the, the, the marathon list that you guys did again. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was it's, it, well, there were only two things we did. We yeah. reviewed the Batman and then we talked and we talked about best dramas from the the first decade which i'm really disappointed in the poll because like i know gladiator is going to win but damn it gladiator i i agree with tony even though it was on my list gladiator is not really a drama it shouldn't win i was it's funny because i would not have put oceans 11 on that list and i would have gone comedy to be honest it came up like, like twice whatever. but it's not it's it is it's it's dave who said it is is really true it's almost as if heist movies are their own genre especially in the odds because yeah. there were so many but i because then if if heist movies had to be on there that would probably have been like seven out of my 10 movies on that list would have been heist movies because i love them so much um so yeah it was very uh that struck me and and what even got me more was an Ocean's Eleven was on more than one person's list and actually had to be weighted like that, you know, couldn't be talked about until yeah. after the break because it was higher up on, on Dave's list. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, if I considered it in the drama category, it would have had to be number one for me. But yeah, right. it's just interesting. I don't really know where that would sit. It's almost like comedy and romantic comedy can almost be different as well. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it, it's just yeah, an interesting- Comedy is always a hard one for me because I'm a sucker for rom-coms. Uh, and there's at least one that I know will show up on, on yeah. the odd list. It's, it is Maybe hard because more. I, um, we, we try to put everything in a bucket and I don't, and I think that creatively yeah. when you're making a movie, just like when you're doing a wrestling show or whatever, you don't think of a bucket. You just think of what you want to do. And then right. it's, it's up to somebody else really to put it into a bucket um and, and so right. i guess it's really interesting because obviously without the buckets you guys couldn't do these lists so you need no. the buckets for that be, reason. i mean yeah it'd be a hell of a lot but <laughs> there is so much like you could do a whole show on the concept of having to put things in buckets 
And and it, it would just, you know, wrestling's the same well, way. And, like, and apparently know. I'm just addicted to list shows because when, when I don't have Dave doing Hockey Talk, what do I do? Another list show. <laughs> it's, yeah. But they work. They they do work. I know. They definitely do work. You know what else works? Three and Off a half Phoenix? minutes of banter at the beginning of a podcast. Because yep. I click the play button or the record button. So, yeah. Now we could talk about the actual wrestling topic. What do you what do you guys think? Well, um Miranda, did you see the Batman? I've not seen the Batman. You should see the Batman, first of all. Did you go, Greg? I went we went on Saturday night. Good. Um I booked the tickets before I knew it was three hours long. Thankfully it was at six thirty oh, yeah. and I didn't snag it like at ten thirty or some shit. Like when when we saw Interstellar and I booked a ten forty five movie. And then on the way there the lovely and talented Mrs. DeMarco was like, this movie's two two hours and 45 minutes long. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, we'll be here till Sunday. Um, and at that point, we were going to the dining theater that was an hour away from our house. So, yeah, we got home like the following Tuesday, I think, from, from Interstellar. That, but, is, that, is, that is the perfect movie for a dinner in a movie yeah, dining theater experience. Sadly, that... You need rations. That dining movie theater didn't survive COVID. And... The ones oh. that did, we've tried a couple, and they're just not as good as, mm. as the old that studio sucks. movie grill. It does suck. It sucks big time. But since we're here and we're talking about it, um, I saw the Batman. I loved the Batman. I People always immediately love to compare this, that, and the other. Um, and I watched the old Batman reruns as a kid. Like I watched the Adam West Batman as a kid in rerun yeah. form and just loved it. Um but I, I thought this was this is my favorite Batman movie. I know everyone puts the Dark Knight and whatever, but to me, I like Detective Batman, and and that's why it jumped out at me. I had I didn't think the movie was too long. You know, I, I found it funny when PC Tunney was like, "It should have been two and a half hours." I'm like, "Find me the thirty minutes that you want to cut out." Like, I you know. I would actually sit yeah. down and watch the four hour cut of this movie if they ever really do release it because I was fascinated the whole time. Like I really thought this movie, I hate that when people say it didn't feel like three hours because I don't believe that. No, it felt like three hours. It felt like a highly engaging, entertaining three hours to me. But it, yeah, I think it felt like a three hours you couldn't leave. Like, like I'll even use the, the, the kind of the king of comic book nerd films. All right. So Avengers Endgame, mm -hmm. there are parts of that movie where you could get up. Yeah go to the restroom, come back, and you really haven't missed much. Mm -hmm. um, that's really hard to do in this movie. It's, it's because it's film noir, because it's a, it's as much a mystery as it is, yeah. you know, or a detective story as it is anything like you really, every, every frame seems to be important. Like something important is happening or something important is being revealed. And, you know, I I don't know. I said it was one that there's one A and and one A. Like right. I think the Dark Knight and and the Batman are kind of on par with each other. They're completely different types of movies. It's just to bring this all to wrestling. It's like the WWE or AEW. Like they're just two distinctive brands of the same under the same umbrella. Of, Except of they're not on the same level like the Batman and the Dark Knight are. But sure. I and I but, think the reason why I can pick between the two is because it comes down to that preference and I like the detective style of yeah, movie sure. for, for the Batman especially that and and there were a couple of things this Bruce Wayne and my only complaint about the movie was there wasn't enough 
of the traditional Bruce Wayne, so to speak. Um, but yeah, that's uh, fine. There'll be more. Put your finger down. Um, well, no. It, go back to the show and listen to what Aesop said about it. And, I heard it. And, I and that's why it was what it was. Oh, and, and I don't have – like, again – I guess he listened. He still does – this is my. This is this is my. This is this is this is my opinion of the movie, Patrick. Not Aesop's or yours, um, but this Bruce Wayne and this Batman looks physically looks Robert Pattinson physically looks more like the comic Batman, yeah. especially unmasked than the others, and I love the fact that it was actually written for Robert Pattinson. Like I've read up on Matt Reeves, and he said he wrote it for Robert Pattinson, and then was worried he couldn't get him for it when he signed on to do Tenet. Um, I I just thoroughly enjoyed every second of it. I did get up to use the restroom during the movie. I missed the chase scene, and I think I missed the one scene I could miss from from yeah. going back I mean, later, yeah. finding it, seeing it, talking to my son about it because he was with me. Like I literally feel like I missed the one thing I could miss. My the other thing that I love about this movie, and you guys talked about it, and and Miranda, I'm sorry if you're you know going to watch it. Spoiler alert! Uh, yeah, spoiler Miranda. alert! Spoiler um, alert! But no, you're, the whole, you're not telling me things I haven't already seen on the internet as, that's or even looked up. I'm that's I'm true. very much a spoiler person. You I'd are. rather read it and then go into it than no, no, you are, be surprised. You are. I don't like the that. whole um, when when the copycat, one of the many copycats of the Riddler. One of his whatever you call them followers, they take off the mask and they say like, "Who are you?" And he says, "I am vengeance," and that's Batman's yep. epiphany, like fucking mind blowing. And then that causes Batman to be, "I'm not a beacon of vengeance. I need to be a beacon of hope." Like that is, I love that aspect of the movie. And then he comes out of like you said, just the symbolism of out of the shadows into the light when he's helping everybody out of the water and. Yeah, just such a great, great bit of storytelling. I was engrossed in the whole – I think that, short of you know movies I love like heist movies, I was just as engrossed and couldn't get away from that as I was in Mad Max Fury Road, which I just couldn't get away from for different reasons. Like you just can't stop watching that movie because they never stop going. And, right, and that's, that's an adrenaline rush. But the Batman was that type of adrenaline rush for the type of movie I enjoy – and and just really thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, if I were giving it a rating, despite the the Bruce Wayne, despite all that, I'm still going, you know, five out of five, ten out of ten, A plus, whatever fuck number you want to give it, I don't care. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And we'll probably go see it again, to be full, completely honest with you. Um, despite the fact it's a three-hour movie, because of one of the things you guys said, I think I will pick up on other things when I go see it. And I'm not the comic book nerd you guys are. And and I'm just a right. fan, and I'm the cat. I would be the true bandwagoner if I were giving you this on bandwagon nerds. But I loved it. I really did, and I was excited going into it. And I heard good things about it. And sometimes that can be a good thing. Sometimes that can be a bad thing. It it but it 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 exceeded the expectations that I had set for me by others, which is really one of the highest pieces of praise you can give something because you just right. you know I hate reviews. I hate all that because. They may not like what I like, and and that's – I thoroughly enjoyed the Batman, and I thought it was great, and I highly encourage anybody to see it. And I apologize. Well, by now, if you were listening and didn't want spoilers, you, you've tuned out or fast-forwarded Oops, we, and tuned back we, in. But yeah. We have is, ruined the Batman for you. We have ruined the Batman for you. Not really. There's so much I didn't talk about. No, there's too much. Yeah, there's too much yeah. to talk about. Um, But no, Paul Dano – 
God, amazing performance. Deserves some kind of an award. And Robert Pattinson, like, to me, already my favorite Batman for the reasons I listed before. And just, I want to see him more in the traditional Bruce Wayne sense. And I think we'll get that in the future movies. Um, And I think that'll drive it home for me. But God, he was so good. He really, really was. Not overdone, not anything. I mean, I can't add a lot on. If you haven't listened to Ben Wagon Nerds, go listen to it because I cannot add a whole lot on to the things that you all said. I didn't find myself disagreeing with any of the praise and and the criticism either was I'm not nerd enough to have that criticism or I didn't, you know, disagree with quibbles about the length of the movie or anything like that. But no, fantastic. Thoroughly recommend going to see the Batman. Um I also watched three hours of Raw last night, by the way, since we're talking about three-hour-long things, and thoroughly enjoyed that, too. By the way, people listening out there who hate Raw. Oh, Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I mean, you're just going to replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? And Greg DeMarco. You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. If Kyle is listening to the Greg DeMarco show, I, I'm not sorry, Kyle, that we're 14 minutes into the program and I just played the opening because the first 14 minutes or the 12 minutes before the opening were content. We talked about things. We didn't talk about ourselves. We didn't waste things time. And stuff. Stuff we talked about things and stuff that are applicable to things and stuff. So, yes. This, by the way, is the Greg DeMarco Show. I, by the way, am Greg DeMarco. We've also heard the voices already of the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd, of the queen of soft style Miranda Morales. We'll talk more about those things as we get forward with the program. This is part of the ChairShot.com, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. I really did that backwards. If you think about the order, I should do that in. Thank you for listening on all levels. Our numbers just continue to do well. I have my theory that our numbers aren't really going up. The reporting's getting better. So if I'm right about that, thank you for always listening. If I'm wrong about that, thank you for now listening. Just thank you. It is very, very much appreciated. We're going to talk some fun things today. It's the road to WrestleMania. Like I said, I watched all three hours of Raw last night, and I thought it was a damn good show of Raw. I did watch it on delay, so I'm able to fast forward things like commercials and stuff like that. So that does help. Your three-hour Raw, when you take out commercials, you're already down to two hours. So it's it's great. Um, well, 
two hours in, in like 10 minutes, but still. Uh, thoroughly entertained. We will talk about some things coming out of that as well. We are already, what, like maybe now 16, 17, 18 minutes into the program. So, um, yeah, Miranda, you know, I think it's time for uh, you to tell me to do something and and for us to take things to our first commercial break, at least uh, in terms of the uh, the clock here. I was going to say, uh, we're going straight to it, but also right on time, Greg. Go ahead and wind it up. It's time! Oh, yeah, it's time for you. No, no, you. no, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I haven't talked about this with you guys yet, and and I haven't talked about this at all, but you, what you just did during the It's Time soundbite, PC Tunney and I are working on things in the background, and it could even be in place for next week. We may be going to video for a lot of these shows sooner rather than later. Oh. And and we've already kind of maybe opened up the restream and and got things already set and figuring out how to make it all work, all that stuff. That would have been gold, Miranda. That would have been... I'm just trying to stretch and, like, warm myself up, you know? It was amazing and beautiful, you, and I loved it, and it was Did you notice how she kind of straightened up her hair and stuff? Like, even though we're not recording <laughs> like, this like, one, like... Just the like phrase of video was like, oh, oh someone yeah. said the no, word well, video, I better fix my hair. Universal, that's the universal girl sign of let's go. We tighten up the ponytail, and we go. That's, that's right. What that's is it? Universal. Put your hair up and square up. Like, that was Sonya Deville's mm-hmm. thing when she was a baby face. Like, yeah, I, I, See, I get it. I mean, this kind of news just reinforces my decision making to continue to put backgrounds up that annoy you. I don't know would the background show if we use a restream. Does restream have a background option? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We will. Because if it does, you're sure shooting going to get pictures like this one. <laughs> well, we may not be able to if those pick because th- there's a whole copyright conversation we got to have. I'll, if we I'll, go blur, I'll blur his face. There I'll blur his face. <laughs> You know what? Let's let's just continue. I'll, I'll, I'll superimpose Greg's face over. <laughs> over Ooh, I would face. like that. I would like that. Hey, let's just do this. It's time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. When you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a ton of t-shirt designs all in support of what? TheChairShot.com, you damn right. That includes multiple always use your head t-shirts, the OG chair shot logo, and even some new ones like the new Nefarious Means t-shirt, the chair shot linear shirt, and much, much more. Even uh, t-shirts in support of your favorite uh, chair shot podcast like Bandwagon Nerds. Wow, yes. Uh, That and the unofficial official t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag safe tag team wrestling. The Queen of Soft Style shirt and Everybody Hates Greg. That and much, much more at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. You can get t-shirts there starting at $19.99. But hey, if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can order any t-shirt in soft style. 
style. And you can even customize it with different colors. So many options for you to choose from at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So what are you waiting for? Go over, head over, run over, type over. Just go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your t-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So who would have thought that two weeks in a row we'd be talking about oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin here on the Greg DeMarco Show. But here we are talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin for two weeks in a row on the Greg DeMarco Show. It's not 1997. It's not even, you know, 2001. It's 2022. And we're talking, which is in my head, I was going to say 2021. So I'm glad that my brain took over um, and, and reminding me that it's 2022. Patrick O'Dowd has disappeared into Stone Cold Steve Austin's armpit for a second there. That was good. Um, We talked last week about Stone Cold Steve Austin, said what we thought would happen, said what we thought should happen. And then to cap off last night's highly entertaining edition of Monday Night Raw, Kevin Owens said that he had his idea for how he was going to get to WrestleMania after they lost their Title opportunity when RK Bro once again became the Raw Tag Team Champions, defeating the Alpha Academy. And his way to WrestleMania was to call out and invite to be a guest on the WrestleMania edition of the KO show, one Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then today, Tuesday, it was released in a video that was obviously recorded before Monday's edition of Raw, just based on the production that was needed. I'm sure you can get a drone to Texas pretty quickly, but still. Stone Cold Steve Austin has accepted. He interestingly said, call it a fight, call it a match, call it an interview show, call it whatever you want. I'm coming to Texas to whoop your ass. We know that. And and what was weird is that literally, as soon as Owens cut his promo, they put up the graphic with a bunch of question marks, but they were already promoting it for WrestleMania Saturday in the graphic. So it's already known that the KO show segment with Stone Cold Steve Austin will be on Saturday. But we now have Stone Cold Steve Austin confirmed, we all knew he was going to be there in some capacity, to be at WrestleMania 38 and to be there with Kevin Owens. So... Patrick O'Dowd, you said he shouldn't wrestle at WrestleMania, but he would. Miranda said he should and he would. I said he should and he wouldn't. So maybe I won. I don't know because who knows what's really going to happen in the end. We'll start with you. Thoughts on this new development following up what we talked about last week. We now know they're going to be in the ring together at WrestleMania 38. Well, um... I don't I don't know what's gonna happen now because as you noted, Austin's uh Austin's response filmed in advance. A little ambiguous. A little, a little ambiguous. 
though I do I do appreciate him saying, you know, call it a show or whatever he called it, you know, call it this, call it that. So it could very well just be him showing up, wanting Kevin Owens, and then getting a stunner at some point and, and tossing the beers and, and making the crowd happy. And if that's the case, then that's perfectly fine by me. Um, we talked about, you know, night one maybe needing a little bit more punch. That definitely gives it a little bit more punch um, in terms of star power. And I love the ladies. Don't get me wrong out there. Um, but Stone Cold Steve Austin elevates night one. He'd elevate anything. He would elevate night two. Mm-hmm. He would. Yep. But night two, you don't need it as much as you probably need it for night one right now as it's laid out. Right? We could agree with that. I, I, I don't know what needs it. Like, it's just... It's crazy with the two nights. I mean, right now, night one has Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch and Bianca yep. Belair, Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, and it has the KO show with Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Night two has Edge versus AJ Styles, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus now after last night, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. And of course, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Um, I mean, the Plus only Undertaker uh, appearance in there somewhere. Pro, well, that that's the night they're probably going to announce, you know, do the Hall of Fame introductions. The Hall um, of Fame wave. Yeah. yeah. So what would, you know, that's nine matches, five and four, plus the, the KO show segment. There's still a lot left to go is the biggest thing as I look at this list. Like I realize just how much is there. Um, and then we, we do know that RKO is going to defend against somebody because that whole premise of the triple threat match that kicked off Raw was the winners going to WrestleMania. Even though I bet everybody in the match goes to WrestleMania in the end. Like the storylines about can this person go to WrestleMania. I've seen some criticism that it's been overdone. I don't feel like prior years had this big of a focus on, oh my God, how do I get to WrestleMania as this year? And really it's just been with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and then peripherally with, uh, I mean, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and then peripherally with some others. Um, But that's where, you know, going with the Knights and that's kind of where, where it fits. So I have a theory about that that we'll get to in a minute, but Miranda, you said that Austin should and would wrestle at WrestleMania 38 Given what we know now, or at least so far, what do you think? I mean, I think it's smart for them to play up this ambiguous, you know, uh, you know, what what will this altercation be? Will it just be talking? Will it? I mean, granted, we all know Kevin Owens is getting stunned, period. But how, you know, further into that will that go? And and that's what's piquing people's curiosities, and that's exactly what they need to get the audience to WrestleMania, whether that's physically or through, you know, the the Peacock uh, app and, and network um, to drive up that viewership. So I think it's continuing. It's going to be ambiguous until we see it happen. Um, you know, now knowing what we know, is it likely that like, will it be a match? Probably not. You know, I, I don't think so. I do think it's going to be a, you know, a good stone cold beatdown, but you know, that will probably be it. Um, but it's it's smart to just kind of keep things up in the air and what if, you know, and play on that because 
that for sure could bring back a casual fan, an older fan, a new fan, whatever that may be. You know, that's the exact type of mentality of you never know what's going to happen at WrestleMania uh, that you need in order to kind of get people's uh, eyes in that direction. So it's interesting because I when bef- between the t- from the time that Kevin Owens made his challenge to the time that Stone Cold Steve Austin gave his response, lots of people threw out theories and ideas. And one of them was that this would be like WrestleMania 34 with John Cena and The Undertaker, that we wouldn't know the answer until it came up. And I didn't expect that to happen because, although when I saw the graphic with the question marks, I was like, oh, maybe they are going in that direction. But Austin, like The Undertaker, when he's not wrestling until now, was basically a recluse, right? We wouldn't see anything from him publicly in a wrestling capacity because he just went off and did his thing. That's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, he's everywhere all the time. So it would be hard to do that um, playing up, is he even going to be there? Plus, he had kind of already been in commercials for it and stuff. So we knew that Austin was going to be there, even though, you know, it, it's 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 in Texas. I mean, we knew he was going to be there. But I had a theory immediately when it popped up and said WrestleMania Saturday because I, I they're going to get tons of buzz for WrestleMania. I mean, look at all the celebrities. I, my, my gut instinct is that Seth Rollins, whatever Seth Rollins does is going to be big. It's going to be, and I think it's going to be outside the normal sphere, whether it's a celebrity, whether, I don't know that it can be Triple H just because of the whole heart condition thing, but that would make, like, I, I, fuck, he might wrestle Braun Breaker. Like, I don't know what Seth Rollins is going to do. He He's already gone dark on social media as part of this. Like, it's, it's, it's I don't know what he's playing up, um, but you just, it's not going to be like Charlotte Flair last year where she wasn't part of WrestleMania. Like, he's going to be on the card. In my opinion, uh, how, what, I don't know. People have been asking me that on Twitter today and I have just no clue. I can't even speculate on how they're going to get Rollins onto the, onto the WrestleMania card. But for this, with it being WrestleMania Saturday, with the way they like to get a buzz, I, you can do storytelling from night to night. What if the whole premise of, cause what are they going to talk about? Outside of the fact that he's been tearing down Texas. That's like a 30-second conversation. I'm tired of you talking bad about Texas. Kick, wham, stunner, we go home. What if the whole premise of the challenge of the KO show segment is Kevin Owens constantly trying to get Stone Cold Steve Austin to agree to a match between the two? They're going back and forth. Then you get kick, wham, stunner, and then you get Austin saying, you want a match, I'll see you tomorrow night. And then they actually have a match at WrestleMania Sunday between Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because if you watch his promo, it's all about like, I've been gone for 19 years and you've got me to come out and do this. Well, he's come out and do stuff like crazy. We're almost to the two-year anniversary of the 316 edition of Raw when they had to move to the Performance Center and the segment sucked because there were no fans there and, and they didn't know what they were doing. And I can't blame them for it because no one knew what was going on, right? That was the day the world changed for so many people, including us. But... He's been there. He's hit stunners. He's done everything in that 19 year time frame. Like, so it's crazy to think that, you know, that's not going to happen. Um, that, 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 that's pulling him out after 19 years. Now, some of it's just, you know, he's promoting. That is what that is. But I could see something where whatever happens on Saturday leads to a match on Sunday. That's just my gut instinct. I have no reason to believe that. I don't even know if I would like it because my, again, I talked last week about business. I think you promote a match for Stone Cold Steve Austin if you're going to have a match for Stone Cold Steve Austin. But I thought you did that at 34 with John Cena and The Undertaker and they didn't do it and it turned out just fine. So 
I am very, very interested to see what happens. And yeah, I don't think any of us are surprised though, right? Is anyone surprised that this is happening at this point? No. 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 Yeah. And and honestly, Greg, I wouldn't be surprised if they did what you just laid out. Mm -hmm. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, Because why, you know, like, why not? And again, I said this last week, if you're going to have Austin wrestle anybody, wrestling Kevin Owens. Yes. One of the safest guys you can work with. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, Owens is going to take – and this is – Kevin Owens asked permission to use the stunner. Like, they have a relationship. They've talked. This has all been been a thing. There are similarities between the two for sure. And, 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 you know, it's it's hard to carry the quote-unquote mantle of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And maybe this is their way of thinking that that can happen. Mm -hmm. Maybe if – Kevin Owens has the Stone Cold Steve Austin style WrestleMania match at WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin in post. Maybe there is a broken skull sessions to follow this and that sort of thing. Austin kind of puts him over and passes that torch and Owens can become that loose cannon that even though everybody attaches the name to Brian Pillman, Austin was kind of a loose cannon in his character in WWE, what he was for the last time. Yeah. And this could set Owens off into the stratosphere now that we know he's going to be around for a long time in WWE. So there's a lot you can do here. Maybe, shit, maybe the KO show turns into, you know, some heel tag team comes out, interrupts, and we get a tag match for Sunday. Like, who knows? There's so much you can do. Maybe Austin doesn't want to work a singles match, but can work a tag match with Kevin Owens. What if, what if it was a swerve and your Seth Rollins big match was Seth Rollins versus Stokel? <laughs> Don't go up yet. Right? No, I'm goodness. not even joking. Like, what if he showed up and fucked it all up? He won't, but just it's It's way, interesting because – yeah. Craig, they're not going to do anything with Kevin Owens. Don't you remember? The internet told you Kevin oh, Owens God. resigned and now he's going to get buried. And it's so terrible that I... he's back and he must be miserable right now. I don't remember if Poor this was on Kevin Twitter Owens. or on Facebook, but someone was like – Man re-signed a three-year deal with the company, and all he gets is a promo segment at WrestleMania. I'm like, are you crazy? All he gets is a right. little promo segment with, oh, I don't know, the man that many consider to be one of the greatest of all time. He's on everybody's Mount Rushmore. He is Miranda Morales' favorite wrestler of all time. He Stone Cold freaking Austin, the highest grossing wrestler in the history of no. wrestlers. No, it's they're wasting. They're poor Kevin Owens. Yeah, I feel sorry for him, Greg. This idiot would rather see the company re-sign Cesaro and let him go out and work 30 minutes with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. That's what this person would rather see. And if WWE did that, if Vince McMahon did that, he should step down. Right. (laughs) If he traded Stone Cold Steve Austin out for Cesaro. And I love Cesaro. Like, these people are just so stupid and that's why Vince McMahon said in the Pat McAfee interview, like, you can't listen to the internet because they don't really represent the majority. Like, it's, it's we've been calling, I've been calling them, and, and, and you have too, they're the vocal minority. We've been calling them the vocal minority for years. They are very vocal minority, and they get a lot of attention from basically themselves with the dirt sheets and everybody else. Like, and, and so it becomes this vicious cycle of stupidity which I should trademark and maybe put on a t-shirt. But it's, yeah, this is, like you said, off, you know, just a second ago, it's, it's checkers and chess. It really is. And and they know exactly what they're doing. And it's just, just insane. So 
Um, show of hands, anybody not anybody? Everybody excited for this? Anybody think this is dumb? Don't anybody who doesn't want to see this? Like seriously? Like like that's? I just can't even imagine. Uh, by the way, since we're not a video show right now, everyone raised their hands and said they're excited about this. So I, I didn't know if we were going to talk about this topic, but I brought it up. So we'll shift gears. And I, I know both of you were encouraged to listen, and 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 we talked a little bit here and there. Vince McMahon on Pat McAfee last week. Like, I could do a whole podcast on it and probably should. It is absolutely fascinating to hear him talk in that capacity because Pat McAfee just doesn't have the filter to to once he gets into the fact that it's Vince McMahon. And he's dropping F-bombs and everything. Like, he's just going to be Pat McAfee. Like, that's why they hired him, right? So he's the perfect person to interview Vince McMahon because he's not going to hold back. He brought up AEW. He brought up everything. And and I just it, – it, it like I was saying to you guys in text, this interview really confirmed a lot of things for me that I just assumed in, in the past about Vince McMahon and about what it truly takes to be successful in this business. Like, he really just truly is on a whole other level. Like anyone who tries to compare Vince McMahon and Tony Khan after listening to that interview is lying to themselves. Like they're just not the same. They don't, they're not in the same business. Like that's one of the biggest confirmations I received out of this. This ain't wrestling. This is just wrestling is just their medium for what they're doing. It could have been, look, had they taken this approach, the approach they take to to wrestling with football, the XFL would have been a success for them. Had they gone that route, it would have taken years to get there. It wouldn't have been the overnight success that they wanted because it was football, but they could have gotten there. But, but I'm just, my mind is just blown at people who, who just think they're on the same level, think anything. So we didn't plan this. I don't even know how in depth you guys got with this, but we'll let Miranda start because I know she did listen to at least most of it. Just any thoughts that you had coming out of the interview with Vince McMahon that Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee conducted last week. I mean, I think one in agreeance with Pat McAfee being an entertaining interviewer and because he I mean, very much, though, he understood like, you know, he understood the assignment, as the kids say. He knew he had his boss in a chair and the way one that he framed questions, but two, it was that he didn't sit on a question long enough for either Vince or people to think too deeply into it. It was enough of a question and enough of a response to be able to respond to it, but didn't necessarily require Vince to go super in length. I think he was able to be concise and to the point and almost not give, especially the internet, but all, you know, all these media outlets enough ammunition to try and spin his responses Two things about, you know, AEW, even, you know, things like impact to addressing competition, addressing the releases. You know, I think he was very candid and honest about his perspective on business and why he operates some things, but also and and give some type of a glimpse of how things um, are, are operated within the WWE. But it was also pretty rapid fire where you were able to go, you know, from one topic to another and still have a, a great flow of conversation that was still entertaining, but not, 
lingering too much where I think in some of his other interviews that are a little bit more business oriented that try and drive home, especially some of these bigger topics about what about these releases? What do you think about, you know, other companies rising up? Uh, What do you think about this issue and that issue? It was just more, uh, I guess, uplifting is I don't know if that's the best word to, to use but it was just more conversational um but still getting a glimpse of, of Vince uh, of who he is how he is a businessman and the the operations of WWE I uh, yeah it really is I want to focus on one thing you said you talk about Pat McAfee's questions he's talked about this on his show he, perp- he he's long-winded in his questions. Like that's one thing that that if you could criticize him for anything, he's long-winded in his questions because he kind of gives out an answer initially, but he gives out the stereotypical answer so the person can't give it themselves. And I think that's one of the reasons why his interviews go so well. And you talk, he jumps from topic to topic to topic because he has no attention span whatsoever. Like he can't read books for that reason. Um, but he was the perfect person to interview Vince McMahon for that stuff. Plus, he is. Even though he's in awe of Vince McMahon, in his brain, he's like, well, I'm Pat McAfee, so it doesn't matter who you are. And and he's not going to be intimidated by Vince McMahon whatsoever. And I think that Vince loves that so much, and that's one of the reasons why he loves Pat McAfee so much, that he could provide the answers that he provided. Um, Patrick, what did you listen to, and, and what did you think? I listened to none of it, and here's why. I'll, I'll even own it. I got I got a... Text from Greg. The Pat McAfee Vince McMahon interview. Fascinating. So I was like, okay. And then I saw it was an hour and 24 minutes long. And I was like, I don't have time for this. And so like, and I get it. And may, and I'll try to make time. I swear. Um, but it is it is in my YouTube video watch later uh-huh. queue. Like it really is, I swear to God. But I did. I saw one hour and twenty-four minutes and went, I, I don't have time. You saw one hour and twenty. I said it's fascinating. You saw one hour and twenty-four minutes and went. Nope. Yep. Awesome. But you had three hours to watch the Batman and two and a half hours to record Bandwagon Nerds. So that's five and right. a half hours so, right there. Probably so more like let's six. Let's talk so. about where yeah. my passions and priorities that's are. True. Like, that's, that's fine. I had three hours to spend to watch the Batman and about <laughs> two plus hours that I had to record Bandwagon Nerds. You could also throw in the hour I did for Hockey Talk. Yeah. And and here's, here's the thing. Frankly, um, I mean, I could have faked it. No, would there's you, no reason you, to. Ruby fake it because no. there's no way. I, you, you, Thirty seconds, you'd be like, "You didn't listen to this fucking interview." And I might even say uh, something. And so, no, and plus, I got to play the 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 soundbite that I got to play, which your makes favorite me favorite soundbite. So I saw a lot of reaction. I think I will say this: I thought it was really interesting what people thought they were going to get out of that interview, and like what people worked themselves into um, with that with that Brother. interview. It's so it's so much stuff. No, but that's been WrestleMania to a T right now is the thing yeah. that people have worked themselves into. And people walking out of that, like, I, th- I think you were amongst well, those, like, 76-year-old Vince McMahon working a match with Pat McAfee. Like, that's what that's where people were. Like, they thought that was going to be the result of this interview. And then the people were mad that that wasn't the result of the interview, 
he like I didn't listen to the interview, and I can tell you that wasn't going to be the thing. L- L- like Patrick- he's been doing a whole thing with Austin Theory. Like, why wouldn't it be Austin yeah. Theory? Like, why? Like, what have you been watching <laughs> also, that would tell you that Vince was going to wrestle and not Austin Theory? I think to Patrick's point, I think people, especially some older fans, still don't distinguish Vince McMahon from the Mr. McMahon character. So sure. I do think that there was this perception that we were going to get the Mr. McMahon persona in this interview. And instead we got Vince McMahon and we got shades of who Vince McMahon is that you know, were amplified to 11 when he was the Mr. McMahon character um, with, you know, the way that he operates business uh, and uh, really how honest he is in his uh, approach with things and how he is particular uh, about, uh, you know, certain aspects of how he runs things. But at the same time, you know, that's, that that's character, you know, and I think people still love that character, but also identify him as the actual person. Um, so I think that that kind of trickled in and, and people's expectations of what they thought they were going to see with Pat McAfee. I think there's something else that, that had a, a little bit of a contributing factor. Greg, I'd like you to play a sound bite for me. Ooh. Can you play? Fuck you, Pat. <laughs> No, and I'm dead serious because that was the Fuck last you, wrestling that was the last wrestling related thing that was really on in terms of like angle building yeah and like that. I mean they did lots yeah. of of promos they did lots stuff. of interviews yeah. but yeah but, that you're but right this, that. that that I think that sort of I think people saw that as kind of alluding to what you're getting at Miranda that there was going to be some sort of Almost a Costas McMahon confrontation. Oh, that's yes. like me. Um, Did it all by myself. Now, don't believe that. Mm-hmm. We've watched the takeovers, Adam. The Undisputed Era is the main reason why you've succeeded. But by the way, smart. That's good business. Hey, that's business, baby. That's very smart. Well, and especially for you, because, you know, you're kind of small. <laughs> We're going to go with the size thing now. Fuck you, Pat. Seriously, I'm sick of your shit. I come the whole way here, take time away from my family to come to do you. I wish I hadn't played that. I really do. So is it? Is it ironic now that Pat McAfee's now going to have a WrestleMania match and Adam Cole never did? Is that what is that considered ironic? He just came out in the main event of an AEW pay per view. Dressed like the fucking character from Halo. Like, okay, Xavier Woods? But if he's that's happy. your guy. Yeah, that's your guy. I just, I, I know if he's happy. I know. And I was fine. I was. And then I listened to that and I was just like, what makes me sad is that I think I saw him peak. Yeah. I really yeah. do. And... And and don't, I just don't let the AEW fans hear you say that. Oh fuck them! No, I don't care about them. They're I, gonna I just, they're, they'll come after Greg DeMarco. Again. They do anyway. They're gonna block it's, you. It's what they've mostly. You're, you are a WWE shell. I've seen that. Um, <laughs> and if Twitter and if Twitter says it, it must be true. But no, back to back to Pat McAfee and Vince. <laughs> Please let's, take let's, me off of this. Let's get, let's get <laughs> depressing let's get mode off of that hill. Um. Yeah. I just. I think it. You know, I've seen pretty positive positive reviews uh, of the interview from from folks who came at it from a little bit more of a rational perspective going in. And I, like I said, Greg, I do intend to listen to it. Um, 
hopefully before WrestleMania, so it's almost relevant. Um, I would recommend but, it. I really would. You're a big enough fan, and part of it's my fault, of the business side of the business and, and how it works and everything that you will right. find this interesting. Just knowing you, right. you will – you may even apply it to other aspects of entertainment since you're so in-depth in those, even more so now. I just – yeah, you will you will gain something out of it. That's for sure. Cool. I appreciate that. I'm okay. still depressed over the Adam Cole soundbite. I just well, then oh, let's God. let's change topics. Let's no, rip on something. Um, that who, right? Who we, makes you mad right now? Well, who is angering Greg DeMarco? Adam Cole does. So I do want to talk two different things first, and and maybe we save this next point for the hashtag Miranda show. I don't know. Being me comes with certain things. Remember, Patrick, when you spoiled The Rock being the guest host of WrestleMania 27 for me right. on the West Coast? I've already received multiple messages telling me. That oh, Dolph Ziggler yeah. just became the NXT champion. Yeah, yep, yeah, I saw yep. that. Like, I was just, I just. Saw I mean, that right it, now. what did, did you get it from NXT? No, no, I don't uh, look at those things during the show because right. I'm hosting. Right. But no, I got messages and saw one that was just whoa, and I was like, what? Like, what happened? Almost like what bad thing? And it's like Dolph Ziggler's won the NXT championship, and now I'm like, okay, um, is this how we get Seth Rollins in the WrestleMania card? This is how my brain works, right? Like, or is this how we? Just try to push, stand, and deliver the NXT event that's on that Saturday, which is probably more likely what's going to happen. But um, with with Ziggler and Rude and Tommaso Ciampa and now Braun Breaker, who appeared on Raw for the first time last night, like, I don't know. They're doing a great job of incorporating NXT 2.0 with Raw and Raw with NXT 2.0. And I just, yeah, I just, maybe this is where we get another NXT thing at WrestleMania where we get more raw stuff at Stand and Deliver, or there's, again, stuff that leads to stuff. Who knows? It's just, it's all kinds of crazy. Yeah, just but, let, let, it, let it marinate. Let it marinate. Yeah, well, normally, like, after after the depressing Adam Cole stuff, I thought, while I'm producing tonight, I'm going to watch some, you know, Adam Cole matches from NXT or something. Now I got to watch NXT, because apparently it was a really good last man standing match between Grayson Waller and LA Knight as well. But I... So, so that just came up, and we'll save that topic for another thing. I do want to talk about the Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory match because you were talking about everybody expected Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon. The one thing I didn't expect was for the opponent to be Austin Theory. And the reason why is because I'm not saying he's not ready for WrestleMania. Like, he's done everything the company asked him to do. And if you go back and listen to one of the episodes of The Road to WrestleMania that PC Tunney and I are doing, uh, as we go along the road to WrestleMania, go back and watch WrestleMania 36 in the warehouse and watch Austin Theory's match. Go back and watch him now, and you'll realize the reason he disappeared from NXT for as long as he did was because he went to whoever Shawn Michaels went to to get hair plugs. Look at the man's hair at <laughs> WrestleMania 36. Look at it now. And that's fine. It's doing what you've got to do. Like, again... I don't think we can criticize women's wrestlers for, for, for any cosmetic enhancements they get. I'm a firm believer that if wrestlers want to be on PEDs, whatever, it's an, it's, it's an aesthetic business. It is what it is. People do what they want to do. You know me, pro choice, pro consequence. That's what it is. If you got hair plugs, you got hair plugs. Um, just don't try to grow a beard because if you need to try to do that, it does not work. I don't think he's ready to wrestle Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. Like he could go out there and have a banger with Seth Rollins. He could go out there and do a lot of things, but Pat McAfee is not a pro wrestler. And 
Austin Theory today is not Adam Cole from two summers ago who put on the banger with Pat McAfee. I don't think we're getting a straight-up one-on-one competitive match. Like There will be shenanigans in this match. I can see Vince. I can see Shane. I can see whoever else Austin Theory gets wrapped up in. Like This is not going to be a true, nor should it be. This should not be a traditional one-on-one match between Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. I just can't see that whatsoever. I will say that this is the beginning of the ascension for an Austin Theory. I'm not saying he's going to main event WrestleMania 39, but he might main event WrestleMania 42. And this gets us on the road to that. And for everybody who loves to say WWE doesn't create new stars, like, I'm sorry. Look what they're doing right now. Again, they got Matt Riddle positioned. Bianca Belair is in her second straight huge match at WrestleMania. Like, you can't tell me they don't create new stars. Like, you just can't. Like, like I won't listen to it. Like, it's and, just insane. And they don't, they don't create the right stars, the deserving stars. The, yeah, you just got it wrong, Greg. Yeah, Seeking I know. Shit. They just create people that can draw money that that's all they, they, they get they get people who tweet things like kenny omega is seven times greater than stone cold steve austin that's a real tweet by the way <sighs> that's that's just incorrect that's probably the tweet. same guy who tweeted that kevin owens is you know only in a segment at wrestlemania only in a talking segment i mean maybe so there, there's that i don't know all right well i'm gonna go to commercial i got one more thing i want to talk about This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com. Just some fun with sound bites. Just, just playing some of the old school, playing the hits, the old school classics. So, and I really want to talk about this because I know Patrick has thoughts because it's come up almost every day since the announcement was made, <laughs> and including today. And 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 I definitely want to get those thoughts. And and everybody's got thoughts. And of course, Patrick and I have thoughts because we've talked about we spent entire versions of this show. In fact, I don't. I I think I'm even downplaying the history that this show has with this. Um, my favorite wrestling promoter in the world, Tony Khan, announced on Wednesday night after doing, God, I don't know how many lines of cocaine that he has purchased Ring of Honor. And he is going to, and, and has since said he's going to be the booker of Ring of Honor. It's going to continue, blah, blah, blah. And this was the big announcement that was teased for like two weeks. By the same guy who had to sign Jay White because he admitted he misused the phrase forbidden door when he signed Keith Lee. So this is Patrick, you you asked the questions. You you said a lot initially about the big announcement and all that stuff. So I'll let you start. Go back I, to Wednesday. I, I yeah, so my first we'll just start with my first tweet. My first tweet was uh this isn't a big announcement. 
because it's not a big announcement. And this is coming from a fan of Ring of Honor. This is coming from a guy who went to scenic Dorchester, Massachusetts with his best friend Greg to a National Guard armory in the worst part of Massachusetts surrounded by razor wire to see Christopher Daniels wrestle Roderick Strong and Austin Aries and Samoa Joe who fell to a flash pin to Colt Cabana because we all know Samoa Joe is susceptible to flash pins. Like, I love this company. I do. I just don't understand how, and this is where, this was my big point, is people called this this huge, people were overreacting like this was this massive deal, as if they bought some huge, as if Tony Khan bought some huge global entity that was somehow going to take AEW somewhere new. And my question was, how does it move the needle? Because it, in my opinion, it doesn't. The best that it does, in my opinion, is it gives them content for streaming. Wherever that goes and whatever that looks like. Like if they had announced the HBO Max speculation thing, that's a big story. Like it really is because HBO Max is is HBO Max. Our ROH as a company that like you're going to keep running shows under the ROH banner and it becomes what? Your NXT it becomes another like it just it's another AEW product that one is just ROH was very similar to what AEW is, so it really to me you you bought something and Greg I think you even said it like you bought something that makes that that core audience happy, mm-hmm. but if 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 WWE is so up your ass and in your heads that you can't not promo without running down the company. You can't talk about being a real alternative and challenging the company. You got to make moves that actually are going to challenge the company and and announce those as big announcements. Not a company that was dead. I'm sorry, it was dead when it was bought. And so I, I just thought I I see I see why it was bought. I I think it's good for those people who get to continue to have contracts under the ROH banner. I think it's good for Tony Khan and his content collection for his eventual jump onto whatever website streaming service that he has. Cause he's going to need it, but it didn't We're talk about that. And I didn't, and I didn't think it was a big announcement. I agree with you. I have some, I, I'm finally going to get to talk about something that's going to distract me from my Adam Cole depression. But before I do that, Miranda, any thought, I know you're not as deep in a ring of honor as we were, in fact, you never got to go the one time you were supposed to get to go. I know, the one um, time. I set this whole thing up for you and you didn't get stupid, to go. Stupid pandemic. Stupid pandemic. But, and 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 we're going to talk about AEW during your show this week, but, and you may not even have any, but any thoughts you have about this purchase by well, Tony Khan? I mean, yeah, I, I think to, again, to Pat's point, it really focuses on the core audience that they already have. I am concerned that he and and he talks about booking Ring of Honor. Maybe he'll have other people book it, but I do feel like that's already so spread thin when he already publicly admits that he books and is at TV every week. Um, you already have, you know, three, four what shows, you know, between Dark, Dynamite, I don't know, Elevation. Is that still a thing? Uh, yep. Rampage. 
And now you're going to have Ring of Honor. It will be very interesting to see how that is formulated into AEW and whether that is used as a developmental or some other branch. But again, then what does that mean for Dark and Elevation and for some of the other products that you already have? You also already have such a big roster. Now, I do think that that would be very interesting to have some people that's already on your AEW roster shift over to Ring of Honor. I think um, almost in the sense that what we see with WWE and NXT, um, if we want to use the the example of Adolph Ziggler coming to NXT, I do think that that could be a, a, a very interesting utilization and way of having your talent um, work within the company, but also then, you know, bolster Ring of Honor. Um, but it's it's really hard for me to see what what is it going to, to be. Um, yeah. And even there's a part of me that, speaking in, in relations to WWE, you know, you know what fans were excited about with WWE when they brought back ECW. And that turned out to be very different. Now, I, I think... I mean, that was ECW in the minds of WWE. And as we know, WWE is not a pro wrestling company. It's sports entertainment. However, I think in the same tone where, you know, with Tony Khan's vision of what Ring of Honor could be or should be, it may steer away from things that Ring of Honor fans truly were devoted to and appreciated and liked about Ring of Honor. Um you know, and, and or eventually it becomes too cumbersome to maintain and it's just absorbed into AEW weekly television, which I think is honestly going to be more what that's going to happen. Um, so I, I don't have a whole lot of expectations right now because I, I really don't know what to expect. Greg, before you go into your thing, can I ask a quick question? Of course. How how many AEW programs are there in existence right now? Four count count you count. So we've got four. Then these are under the AEW banner, yes. and now we're talking about adding ROH. So we're up to five programs. Well, the way that Tony Khan talks know, about it, it's not going to be the under YouTube the banner. Programs. Yeah, okay. but he talked about like it won't be under the banner; it'll be separate. I everything you guys have said, especially they have done nothing to cater to new fans. Except bring in CM Punk. And that literally spiked right. a rating one week and people realized this isn't the same CM Punk I saw in WWE and they stopped tuning in. And and that that's that. Um, we, we went back and forth and I got to listen to Eric Bischoff yell at Conrad Thompson because this doesn't move the needle. It just shows that Conrad is, is shilling for AEW and probably secretly a stake in the company like I've talked about. Uh, it's it's and we'll talk more about it, especially whenever we know what the plans are. And Patrick and I can talk some week that Miranda's not available about all these things about Ring of Honor and how much we loved it and how much we hate <laughs> it now depth. and all that stuff. Right? We I can just not show up one week. You could just I could take a week off. I can always take a week off. Just, just it's going to happen for some real reason anyway. At some point, so it's just how life works, right? Um, Fair enough. So, so it'll be a thing. Here's the question I want to ask that I have not been able to stop thinking about especially since this Ring of Honor thing was announced. And Patrick, maybe you can help me because of how, and, and, and Miranda, you have a lot of the streaming services, but Patrick literally has to study these things, especially for bandwagon nerds. Why in the hell do people think AEW is going to end up on HBO Max? Oh, Where is purely, this coming from? It, it's purely the Turner relationship that exists. Mm-hmm. It's connecting a dot that 
and and Eric, you talked about Eric Bischoff being interviewed, uh, talking about it on on his A Three Weeks show. Yeah, he talks about it. It's it's people connecting the Turner dot to HBO Max because there's a loose agreement there with Time Warner. So it's not even Turner; it's Time Warner. Uh, but he brought up a good point that that is by no means a strong relationship because currently HBO Who Max has Time be? Warner, has Warner Brothers Entertainment hubs. And so the the thought process in a lot of people's minds is, well, TNT and AEW is under this turn, you know, is under the Turner Broadcasting umbrella. It's part of Time Warner. HBO Max has an exclusive deal with most of Time Warner and Warner Brothers content. If that's where you want to go, that's where you go to get Warner Brothers content. And so there's this, there was just this assumption that that is where a, an AEW streaming something would be whether that's just you know because there's been no like you know whether it's streaming live events whether that's just the content being in a hub like when you go onto hbo max there's like a dc hub an adult right, just like uh, Peacock, yeah. adult swim and that so maybe there's an aew mm. hub that's part of it and that's what they're hoping for and then ring of honor would be part of the content that they can add to that hub it doesn't make sense it, no, it, it doesn't. really doesn't. Because Time me, Warner it's, it's, doesn't give a shit about that for their streaming service. It's more that people really want it to be true. That's that's what I think. Right. They want the, – the AEW fan base wants to think that AEW is good enough to be on HBO Max. HBO Max has 43.5 million subscribers. I just looked that up. Domestically in the US, okay? Peacock has – 24.5 million active subscribers. Um, but only 9 million of those are paid subscribers. Remember, Peacock has a free tier. So 9 million paid right. subscribers. Still more than WWE Network, okay? And when you talk about how they're connecting this dot, and I totally understand why they're connecting this dot. But why is it that the entire internet wrestling community, the entire IWC, that loves AEW, more than it loves its own grandmother, okay? Why is it that they can connect this dot between AEW and HBO Max, but not AEW and Bleacher Report Live, which, by the way, is also a subscription service, also owned by the same, you know, by, by Warner Sports Media, and actually makes sense for AEW to be a part of, it only has a million subscribers. That's actually their YouTube channel. I don't even know how many subscribers Beach Report Live. I can't even find. Um, right. I can't. I can't even find well, like how many subscribers it has. Um, because it's re- it's it's merging into the Beach Bleacher Report app. It's it's a lot. I'm trying trying to find details right. on it. And I really can't. Um, well, that but, all circles back to that all circles back to the 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 initial argument that you put out there. It's it's a desperate need to feel bigger than they are. Right. And 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 to perceive themselves as bigger than they are, they they want to be up here, and right. they, and they want to be on a something that says, "Hey, we're on par." As you noted, we're we're at the level of the WWE, and we're an alternative, yeah. and they're just not. They're just not there because you know, just like Dave Meltzer will report AEW's pay per view buy rates against WWE's pay per view buy rates, and touting right. it as a win when no one buys WWE on pay per view anymore because they all have Peacock. 
like, like he would literally be like, well, I saw 20 million people watch AEW on HBO Max as they have 43 million subscribers. That's more than Peacock even has. Like he would report that bullshit. Like he really would. Right. Bleacher Report actually makes sense for that content. That content to me is on that level. Old AEW stuff, and there's not a lot, and all the Ring of Honor library. And it would probably be some more income for AEW, which, by the way, there was a report I saw today, and I didn't dig into it. I don't know if it's true or not. They're actually losing $20 million a year in AEW, that the TV contract covers the, 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 the talent pay at this point because of all the talent that they've signed, and that's it. So they're actually losing money. Right now, which it's it's fine. It's not that old. It can lose money, but it ain't going to lose money forever. Like everyone thinks that Tony Khan, that the Khan family has pockets deeper than the McMahons. Again, just like the HBO Max thing, they're not paying attention. Shad Khan himself said he thought it was fine that Tony Khan uses some of his inheritance to start AEW. Shad Khan's not sitting there funneling money over to Tony for AEW. He let him take out $100 million out of his inheritance to start the company. And that's it. Shad ain't propping this thing up. You don't become a billionaire by throwing money at a wrestling company that's losing money. You just don't. It's just not how it works. This, no, no, no. this you is don't. you so, sell so, pickup truck liners. You're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Like you, you, just, you just think that that they're going to be an HBO Max, like AEW. People at HBO Max would be like, "What's an AEW?" Like. Like, where's right. my root beer float and my chicken sandwich or my hot dog or whatever they sell at AEW? <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, that's what they would say. Bleacher Report Live, I think that would actually enhance Bleacher Report Live and make it more attractive to people. And and that makes just like WWE going to Peacock. It's the same thing, just on a lower level than WWE going to Peacock. And I think it would be smart for AEW to do that. And, and I could see that happening unless they start their own platform. But it makes sense for me to, they could, you know, they start their own platform. You got to get subscribers, whatever. You go to Bleacher Report Live, you can get licensing and rights fees just like WWE does, just not on the same level as Peacock and, and build from there, sell it after five years, whatever. Here's the big winner in all of this. If I, if I, if we had the tools in front of us, I could tell you to write down who I think the big winner in all of this is. And, and I'll even let, guess who I think the big winner is. Patrick O'Dowd, just throw out a guess. Who's the big winner in all of this? Tony Khan. No. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, let me go. Let me go. But hit the buzzer. Yes. I'm just being silly. <clears throat> Miranda Morales. Who is the big winner in all of this? I don't know the American people. <clears throat> Absolutely not, because most of the American people don't even know AEW exists. The big winner in all of this is the guy we were talking about a little while ago, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Because someday he's going to get to buy two wrestling libraries for the price of one. <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. We've joked about it before. And this is going to be right. another, this is going to be a, a 90 second blip in the eventual WWE slash Peacock exclusive, the meteoric rise and inevitable fall of all elite wrestling. Because this is this right. is all that's going to happen. They are going to own all Actually, of it someday. I am more knowing that Tony Khan paid somewhere between twenty and forty million for Ring of Honor, which is the, the rumor. Wow. And who knows if it's true or not? I have a feeling if it wasn't true, Dave Meltzer would be going nuts to make sure people know that it was knew that it wasn't true. Um, right. Just tells me this thing ain't going to last forever. Right. Can I can I tell you one of one of the other things that I thought was hilarious is the the notion that. Um, 
Well, and Bischoff made a good point about it. it made sense for AEW to buy it because of the talent they have and that and that there's overlap from those talents being like they're currently wrestling. This is them when, from beforehand. But that there was this other notion floating around the internet of thank God Tony Khan saved this from the eight from eight uh from uh WWE because they would have ruined ROH as if Vince was gonna bring back or keep ROH had he bought it, he would have put it as something to stream exactly on Peacock. AKA Evolve. That's exactly yeah. what they They what would have put it as something to stream on Peacock and they would have had to change the theme songs. Right. And, or just and edit they the would have, and out. they would have and they would have had like one one hour special somewhere. Yeah. And, and this notion was started Kevin by Kevin Owens Punk. and Sami Zayn hosted. And, and I didn't want to talk about the whole CM Punk thing because I'm just tired of it. Like, oh, right, right, right. His right. whole comments about how, you know, I brought up the concerns with the network and I don't want Vince to have my footage. Like, Tony ain't going to pay you for your Ring of Honor footage because I guarantee you, your Ring of Honor contract had nothing with you getting any royalties whatsoever. And, and right. Punk himself said it. He's still getting WWE royalties to this day. So... Yeah, he always will. Like, like, <laughs> he's still taking that money. And mind you, this guy almost signed with WWE last summer. Like, I was told this by somebody who worked for the company. Like, I know this to be true. I mean, and, 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 in, and in five years or ten years, he's going to come back. I don't think he Hall is. Fame induction, his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And, I think he's spiteful enough to turn that shit down. That's true. Phil I is really spiteful. Do. I, I, he is a spiteful, bitter old man at this. You know point. who's going to go back? He did it, but he can't. But he, you know what? But he came out to the ring to AFI, so he's cool again. Man. And then slammed a fan for not knowing why. Like that was That's horrible. Hilarious. That's yeah. The per, the per help me. What do I need to do to understand why this was important? Yeah. And the person yeah. said, "Story." CM Punk said, "Understanding wrestling storytelling and a brain." Yeah, and, and that guy who asked the question writes for the Wrestling Observer newsletter. So, Interacts with Miranda Morales on the Wrestling Observer newsletter message board. Like seriously? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This We're is, on the same boards all the time. This is. Oh, I, I just. That's Why do people love this guy so much? And I was his biggest. I, def- I was a big defender of his for a long time. Like I was not anti Phil right, as much I, as Patrick Dowd was. I, I don't know why you love this. Guy. Yeah, Patrick Dowd's pulling the Miranda. Like mm, I don't know. But like, what he Patrick, just did, you had this. Like you I had can't. I have been like, able to justify yeah. and understand and whatever most of what CM Punk has done and said. Not all of it, but. Enough to where I could get myself to this okay level. What he, but it took apparently him coming out to an old theme song and somebody questioning it and his reaction and treatment of said person for me to be like, that's it, I'm done. Like, I don't want to see yeah, him back it, in WWE. I, I know I said he'd be back for WrestleMania 35. I was wrong. I said a lot of things. I don't ever want to see him come back because he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve what WWE would give him because Chris Jericho is going to come back. All right, I, I I just I guarantee you, you know who else is going to come back? Dean fucking Ambrose. It will happen. We will see another freaking Shield reunion before this thing's over and done with. Like we just will. They love their nostalgia. Okay, MJF. When I said Austin Theory is going to main event WrestleMania. It's probably going to be against MJF. Right. That, that's what's going to happen. It, it just is. And 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 it all. You know, I can't wait for the MJF versus Braun Breaker feud. 
on SmackDown That'd be good feud. on Fox. That'd be a good feud in eight years, and both guys will only be like thirty-two years old, and it'll be highly entertaining, and we'll all love it. And AEW will probably be streaming on Peacock at that point. Like it just is the way it is, and 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 hopefully CM Punk will be nowhere near any of it. The sad thing is, put him under the WWE umbrella, and he can't talk shit about WWE all the time, and he would probably be entertaining to me again. He probably would be. Yeah. You're He'd probably be great on commentary. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were saying something funny about me, and I interrupted you. Yeah, I said you're easily seduced by such things. I am. I am. I own it. You, you, I it. It's, it's, it's fascinating, because I'm generally a forgiving guy, and there's like two people in wrestling that I have no patience or time for. <laughs> and he's one of them. And, and, Phil Phil is one of them, and for, and Paul Heyman. I I sorry, man. I know everybody loves him. I don't. No, I know. I don't love Paul. Oh man, stick to my guns. Stick to him. Stick to him. I think it's, I think it's great. Oh, we're that's, that's we had so so two straight shows where we kind of went off the cuff and had a general idea of what we're going to talk about. Two straight shows that are just highly. Highly entertaining. Like I got good feedback about last week's show and about how I, I should plan less apparently. And two straight shows that have gone an hour and 15 minutes long. So yeah. Nice try though. You can follow him on the Twitter at wrestling realist. It's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist and there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. And there is one in the number. If you spell it out 500. I would like to thank all of the porn Twitter accounts that have been following me in recent weeks. I could not have reached this epic milestone without you and at least one member of the Chairshot Media Group who I added today. Acknowledge thank me. You. Acknowledged. Good job, Patrick. You made thank it you. I'm proud of me. I only yeah, wish we had kept up. I almost only wish we had kept up the Patrick 500 because the payoff would have been worth it. But this has been quite the surge. That's the in, sur- in but re- that's that's the shirt right there, Patrick 500. Get that checker flag ready. Oh, we're, yep. we, we, I, I'm, gonna have, I'm putting all kinds of shirt requests in this week. Jeez, <laughs> Patrick 500, nerd approved. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. Congratulations. Congratulations. Again. So you can be, what What are you at right now? Uh, let's see, 502? Well, you can be number 503. Just hit up at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T for the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd, the host of Bandwagon Nerds, Patrick O'Dowd. I lost, I, I lost, I lost four followers. What are you at? 499. You yeah. could be Patrick O'Dowd's 500th follower on Twitter. Wait Somebody a minute. Wait, wait. kicked one of the porn. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Right I'm now, I need to see something real quick, Patrick O'Dowd. I, I need, there's something I got to no. check. On. There's something this is I. Why we can't have nice things. I got to check. I got to check on something right here. See if I can help you out just a little bit. Let's see here. Yeah, your burner account can follow me. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I already follow you from the IZW account. Damn it. Uh, womp womp. 
You are still you sitting know, at 499. If, if, if Miranda Morales had a Twitter account, no. she could be my 500. No, but does she has Dom somebody follow? that lurks on Twitter that can oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, though, but does Dom follow you on Twitter? Of course, Dom. Of course I think Dom he does, actually, me. yeah. I, I, look, that, that, then that's it. That's, that's all I got. That's, that's your one? That's my one. That's your one. Oh, well. It was fun while it lasted, my five seconds of fame on the Greg DeMarco show. Come back to me, porn Twitter accounts. Please return. Please move on to following Miranda on Instagram yes. or something. Yeah, we, this is this got awkward. This is like the whole like, like this is what happened when I listened to the Adam Cole soundbite. Twitter accounts when the last like I'm now like really now I'm like really uncomfortable and like sad. Go follow someone, please. Go follow Patrick O'Dowd. Get him back yes. up to five hundred because the porn bots got got kicked. You can follow her on the Instagram and on the Facebook, but not on the Twitter because she is the Twitterless heroine. She's the queen of soft style. She is the ring announcer to the stars, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess. Yes, sir. At the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram, hashtag spelled out. That is, of course, Miranda Morales. We're talking some AEW. This week on her show, I can't wait to see the things I say about that. Um, I said something that I felt so bad about on the hashtag Miranda show oh, last yeah, week. Yeah, and I had to edit it out. It's in the vault. It's in the vault. It's not even in the vault. It doesn't exist. Oh, it's in the vault. It's in the vault. I yes, took I my awful that. comment. I, okay, Easter egg. Easter egg for anybody who's listening to this show. Who understands Patrick is now violently watching his Twitter to see if somebody follows him. Um, no, I'm really not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Easter egg for anybody who's listening to this show that listened to the hashtag Miranda show. I said, you can't spell awful without AWF. And I thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco show. We'll be back next week. Who knows? what we will say, what we will do, and what we will talk about. Because it is the road to WrestleMania, and you just never have any idea what the hell might happen. So we will see you all next week. Until then, please remember to always use your head. It's a shameful thing to your head. You got no choice, babe, but to move on. And you know there ain't no time to wait. really sorry that that someone dropped off patrick like like i'm really sorry that 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 makes me sad it also makes me sad that next week i'm back to late start time is that is the time change this weekend yeah we spring forward this weekend bunch of clowns i agree the chair shot.com always use your head